0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Noble Peace Prize. I am here, as ever, joined by my good friend, Benjamin Maloney. And, you know, I, I always talk about how wonderful a musician Ben is, but we do like to have a bit, bit of a prank on him, to be honest. And one time in York, when we were living together, I and a friend, Faye, printed off around 40 pictures of Natalie Dormer, <laughs> <laughs> who then had a little bit of celebrity crush oh,
1: on. I mean, that's become the joke. I don't really know where it yeah, came
0: from. To be from. honest, I don't think you ever did. We just made it a joke and it kind of stuck. Didn't yeah, it?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: But I printed out all of these photos, which I'm not going to lie, Ben, was as traumatic for me as it was for you, because I had to go to the like public media <laughs> room and print out 40 pages of... <laughs> Anyway, um, and we we hid them in as many spots in your room as we possibly could, um, you know, in your shoes, in your cupboards, behind photo frames, all of that kind of thing. But I think our best one was that we put it on your um, your driving license. Yeah, so, in my your wallet. Your ID. <laughs> and I think one time you we went with Faye to, with it Audi? was
1: just at the shop, yeah, to get to buy some alcohol. <laughs>
0: and you were asked for your ID, and you whipped it out, not realising that we had got a photo of Natalie Dormer over your photo.
2: <laughs> and I was apparently,
0: she have never seen you so panicked in your life. I mean, what did you do then, in that moment of fear?
1: Like, kind of <laughs> smoothly take it off, but it probably looked really, really dodgy. <laughs> so, um, but yes, I'm here with Daniel Hogan, who as well as being a very good friend and a marvellous musician... as a real knack for doing things sometimes that are sort of so stupid that I'm not entirely sure how they're humanly possible. I was told a story recently about how you managed to stub your toe on the ceiling.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um... that was painful. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I I, I had to wake up at, like, 7 in the morning or something, which for me is not not good, Um, and had to go and teach... um, And I was trying to get myself out of bed and motivate myself. And does anyone ever do that thing where you kind of catapult yourself out of bed, like, legs first? So you kind of lift your legs up at such, light velocity that it kind of...
1: I see what you mean. Um, it's not yeah. something I do regularly. No, <laughs> I
0: mean, um but yeah, basically, I had.
1: It's like something out of Wallace and Gromit.
0: <laughs> it does actually, doesn't
1: it? Do the a machine that puts your trousers on <laughs> as you and go? As well?
0: <laughs> oh my god! Just a piece of like wensley Dale that's hanging mid air. So I, I can't... really
1: burnt toast. Shoot, so bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, it was dreadful because I had just built a new bed that I had ordered myself, and this was a higher bed than I was used to and my bed is just under like there's a bit in the ceiling that kind of slants downward so I was higher and closer to the ceiling than I was expecting so my foot just collided really badly with the ceiling and i like nearly broke my toe and had to go to A&E yeah and I won't go into detail but it wasn't nice but the, the nurse, i ended up in
1: hospital more than anyone else. I can
0: probably. <laughs> but my favourite bit was like the nurse, and she had probably seen all sorts of things in her time, right? You know, working as an A and E nurse, she was like, "So how did you do this?" And I was like, "I stubbed it on the ceiling," and she was like, "What? Like I've never seen that before." And I was like, "Well, you have now, that
2: You, you <laughs> should
1: do something so stupid <laughs> that it's <laughs> unprecedented." Exactly. <laughs> So today we are very happy to be joined by a wonderful cellist, Lucy McLucky, who uh, is from Edinburgh, but we know her from University in York, and she's now studying for a Masters at the Royal Northern College of Music as well. And one of the things Lucy enjoys doing the most is playing in bands for musical theatre. So our topic for today is, um, what was it? Night at the 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 theatre. Night at the theatre. do you want to fire away with your choices, Lucy?
3: Yeah, I do. So, I thought considering we're having a night at the theatre, we should start with an overture, obviously. <laughs> oh,
0: that's such a good it's idea.
3: Um, so, I tried, to, I picked four songs and they're all like very different categories. So, I've got kind of cheese, so you've got to embrace your cheese. Then, I've got like classic musical theatre. Yeah. Then, I've got kind of folky, modern. And yeah. then, I've got like contemporary. So.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Taking exactly. us on, real... on a journey. Um, Especially so down for the cheese, have to say. Oh, yes. Okay, so <laughs> we're opening
3: with cheese. Yes. Um, um, so we're opening with the overture from Newsies, the musical. Yeah. Um, which is the music's by Alan Menken. It's actually a Disney musical, which is why I said cheese. It, which is about newspaper boys in New York City and the newspaper strikes of 1899. Um, and it's basically a musical of bangers one after another so anyway i'll let the music do the talking
1: That's Seize the Day, the tune at the start, yes. isn't it? Oh my yeah. gosh,
3: I'm so glad you know it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because um yeah, you know, I'm quite obsessed with like my barbershop stuff. Really? And, um Westminster Chorus, who are one of the best barbershop choruses in the US, they did that. They did like an arrangement of Seize the Day as their um I, I think it was I can't remember if it was a ballad or an uptune now. I think it was an uptune. But anyway, they they did that in a contest a few years ago. That was me. I'll have to send you the arrangement. Oh, I definitely
3: will give that a listen. Mm. Seize the day is one of the best. They did it in like proper the
1: proper costumes as well and everything. Oh brilliant.
3: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that one. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah.
0: I like the transition with that like interrupted cadence. Yeah, <laughs> you don't expect no, that. I didn't it expect it, really really it at all. Kind of like I, I knew it was going style. to like go all like upbeat and lively, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was the, the harmonic change I wasn't expecting. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, I loved it. It's a
3: bop, yeah.
0: <laughs> Good stuff.
3: Right, okay, moving on to Fiddler on the Roof.
0: So like yes, f- yeah. 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 yes,
3: yes. Classic musical theatre. Actually, a lesser known fact about myself. I began and ended my stage career with Fiddler on the Roof.
0: No way! Oh.
3: Yeah, I was in it as a twelve-year-old. Um, I was the fourth um, sister because it's based on five sisters in a Jewish village, um, and I was Schpritzer.
1: Oh, you sang in it?
3: I did. I was on stage, Whoa. not not in the pit. Oh, <laughs> amazing! Yeah, but no, the one and only stage show I am um, was on. And then the you, stage you
1: for... ended playing it, it playing in it.
3: No, I've I've never played. I've never. Oh, played you've never for played it. in it? Oh. No, I would like to. Mm. Yeah, so it's based in a town called Anatevka in Ukraine um, in the early 20th century in the Tsarist rule. And it's kind of about Jewish life and this one father trying to marry off his five daughters. And the song I've picked is called Havale. (laughs) And it's about the third daughter Hava who runs off with a Christian man. And this is like the father's despair at his daughter eloping, essentially. But Mm. it's a very beautiful melody. Um,
0: a bit, f- bit of a sad one. Oh, n- am I going to cry, Lucy? If I cry a lot, <laughs> oh, no. I think it's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see if it can make
3: you cry. <laughs>
4: we'll
0: get oh. a snorkel
3: then. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: been the aim of these podcasts all along, hasn't it?
3: Yep. <laughs>
5: And what's happening today, everything is all a blur. All I can see is a happy child, the sweet little bird you were, chavele, chavele, little bird, little chavele. You were always such a pretty little thing, everybody's favorite child. Gentle and kind and affectionate. What a sweet little bird you were. Chavile.
3: Transition from the kind of um, Jewish sounding like solo violin into the lovely, like, lilting melody. Yeah.
1: And yeah. The way, like the. Um sort of kletzmer scales like mm. it still work like the sort of jewish folk music still worked into the melody yeah they like fit somehow yeah, yeah yeah it does that throughout the whole musical really, does not mm-hmm. it?
3: yeah opens with the the fiddle line as well mm. okay so bit of a mood change now um have either of you ever seen amelie the film
0: oh no, that's the french one it isn't is. it it is
3: it's french film um, about a girl called Amelie who is very shy, and she finds a little cigarette box in her apartment one day, which has a load of childhood trinkets in it, and she decides to find the owner of the trinket box, mm-hmm. and she kind of goes around like affecting people's lives in some way. It's very quirky. There isn't much of an actual storyline, but they've just changed it into a musical, um, and ah. it's opened on the west. Well, I mean, it opened on the West End about a year just over a year ago, I think, um,
2: yeah.
3: but it's really cool because all of the music's quite like folky, um, mm. like kind of French and folky, um, and all of the oh. musicians are actors on the stage as well, so they're like mm-hmm. carrying their instruments around while being characters. Really cool. Um haven't had a chance to see it, but I would love to. So this um, is
1: very contemporary then.
3: Yeah, yeah, very current, like very them. new musical, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Times Are Hard for Dreamers. They say times are hard
6: for dreamers But they won't be hard for me When all my dreams have gone as planned
0: I love that. Oh, it's just so optimistic and like feel good. It's
1: yeah singing in English in a French accent as well. is quite <laughs> yeah. I think mean she
3: is tart French. Like, oh I okay, mean she she does speak French. The actress, yeah, yeah. so it's not entirely put on. <laughs> uh,
1: it's good. Pretty
0: sure I played the piano part to that actually a few yeah. months ago. It's like. So I just satisfying. remember it because it's like bum 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 I love it. I really like it. It's just it's so a bright very technical
1: and musical description there. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just really like warm, warm hum harmony underneath. So it's yeah. Just, yeah. It's yeah. Really, really nice.
3: The whole musical is like that. It's just very like joyful. Yeah. There's not much like trauma in it. <laughs> um. I felt like I couldn't do this and not mention Hamilton because I am on that hype train.
2: Uh,
3: <laughs> and I'm not planning on getting Everyone's on soon. the
1: hype train at the moment oh, yeah. Hamilton.
3: and they should be. So I'm going to play Yorktown. The actual musical, which you probably know, is based on the life of Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers. Um, lesser known, but obviously not lesser known now because everyone knows who he is. Um <laughs> And this song is based on the Battle of Yorktown against the British Army in 1781. And Hamilton has joined forces with George Washington. Um, but this this has the best dance break, so I'll play you the start, and then I'll skip to the dance break, because it's so <laughs> That's good. That's where
1: it's at. <laughs> yeah, that is where
3: it's at. <laughs> the Battle of Yorktown. 1781.
2: Monsieur Hamilton Monsieur
4: Lafayette In command where you belong Are you saying no sweater? We're finally on the field We've had quite a run Immigrants we, we get the job done So what happens if we win? I go back to France I bring freedom to my people If I'm given the chance We'll be with you when you do Go lead your man I see you on the other side Here we meet again Let's go. I am not throwing away my shot Ayo, I'm just like my country I'm young, scrappy, and hungry And I'm not throwing away my shot I am not throwing away my shot Till the world turns upside down Till the world turns upside down I imagine death so much It feels more like a memory This is where it gets me On my feet, the enemy ahead of me
3: It's such it's a weird it.
1: idea for a musical but it works so well. <laughs> it just
3: works doesn't it?
1: Yeah it's like two things you'd never think of putting together but like uh-huh. the plot and the music but it's actually really effective yeah.
3: It's a shame Lin-Manuel Miranda, Lin-Manuel Miranda can't really sing.
0: Yeah yeah funny that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah my friend showed me Hamilton for the first time a few months ago and I was like, why can't the lead act, like the lead, sing? And they were like, oh, he's the guy that wrote it. So he's kind of allowed to like have the main role.
3: <laughs> That's the second time he did that as well. Cause he wrote in the Heights, but he wrote that musical for himself. Cause he wasn't getting cast in anything.
1: Ah, um, oh, so just to give himself
0: something so to do. So literally
3: he created <laughs> himself a role.
0: <laughs> My favorite song from the whole thing
3: mm-hmm.
0: is the one with the King. I can't remember which king it is. Oh is it my King gosh. George? King Charles or
3: Um
1: <laughs> Yeah. Oh,
3: I should know this. It is George, guy... isn't it?
0: Yeah. I think so. It's the guy that plays him, it's just so like stone cold faced.
3: Jonathan Groff, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but he's like it's just so funny. And it's such a banger as well.
3: He has saliva issues though. I don't know if you've seen it on Disney Plus, but oh, <laughs> you can, no, can really—he like, spits his words out.
1: <laughs> Does like... he do it for effect for the character though, or is it like?
3: I think so, but I wouldn't like to see quite as much. You spit. wouldn't want to
1: be sat
2: in the front row. <laughs> in no, front you of him. <laughs>
0: oh, that reminds me. You know, you know how the BBC proms where you like go and stand in front of the stage. I did that once. Mm-hmm. And they were doing this ballet by Defias, so Spanish ballet. And they oh, had these, Defire. like, these topless Spanish dancers right at the Wait, front you of mean the topless? Stage. <laughs> male. Uh, I should probably add male. Who, who didn't have <laughs> no. any top, their, their shirts on.
1: <laughs> I don't know why my first
4: thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: female
2: as well. So Did yeah. you? Yeah.
0: Well, maybe I'm just really innocent. But, like, <laughs> but they were dancing away for, like, this entire 30-minute ballet at the, at the front of the stage and it was so hot it was midsummer they were sweating so much and we were stood at the front of the arena just in mm. front of the stage so all of their sweat was being like cascaded in our direction <laughs> and we were just sat there like having a shower of it's
1: sweat. like a dog shaking dry when yeah it, out it was the like, <laughs> they were amazing
0: that was the same concert that um they finished with bolero you know the revel bolero mm. um and you know Bolero's 15 minutes of it repeating itself? Yeah, they yeah. thought they'd do an encore, right?
1: Not also. Bolero.
0: So you had like 25 minutes of the same thing. I didn't mind. I love it. But people started leaving. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: I tried to go with something which, since he said night at the theatre, made me actually think of the, well, not really the experience, but like think of the theatre. So my first thought was going for something that's very sort of, like you said, an overture, like, Hmm. you know, like lights, curtains and like uh, adrenaline and all that stuff. I actually genuinely almost picked the Muppets theme tune. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like that is for me. Winner there, Ben. Yeah, like the words are just, and like the whole opening um, with all that extravagance and stuff describes perfectly what I was thinking of about Um, the experience of going to theatre, but obviously I didn't pick them up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I feel like because of me, people will be expecting me to do something a bit historical. So I've gone with that. Um, So what I'm going to do is I haven't, not all of these are actually from musicals, but they are associated with the theatre. So I'm going to give you a tour of basically the earliest uniquely american popular music so like a whistle stop tour of some of the kind of earliest hits of the great american songbook so i've got oh, nice An education. About, yeah exactly i've got about um five songs i think i'm only going to play a little bit of each one and then i've got one which i'll actually nominate so i won't be cheating just okay. to clarify that <laughs> um yeah. so um oh by the way all of these are played by um the Petrine Ragtime Society Orchestra, and sung by Chief Bill Edwards, who's a American, um, I think he's an American Navy singer. Um, but I also recommend you go and listen to the Paragon Ragtime Orchestra, which is Rick Benjamin's orchestra, who've done instrumental versions of a lot of these as well. I have to say that because he's my fave, so I'll throw that in there. <laughs> All right. So, um, the earliest non-operatic musical dramas on American stages were mostly, well, I say non-operatic, semi-operatic were basically an imitation of uh, those of you who listened to Robert Bates's episode will know Edwardian Savoy light opera, things like Gilbert and Sullivan. Um, And actually Robert told me an interesting thing that the other day they made sure to premiere the Pirates of Penzance in America because they knew that otherwise it would just be copied and American people would not know about it. So people like John Philip Sousa and all of those names were basically, I'm sorry to say, sort of ripping off Gilbert and Sullivan and writing American versions of their material. The first alternatives that appeared were the kind of musical comedies that you find on Broadway, things that were tinged with the new ragtime styles, um, and they were modelled after things like you know, nineteenth-century entertainments like music hall songs and minstrel shows and that kind of thing, and there were hundreds of these musical comedies staged on Broadway in the '90s. That's the 1890s, obviously. Um, which, yeah, it was called the Naughty '90s here. They called it the the Gay '90s in America because it's like very decadent art, and um, they were mostly composed these comedies of a variety of songs that came from Uh, New York's Tin Pan Alley. So, you know, Tin Pan Alley was a bunch of publishers that were publishing all of those early hits that were kind of ragtime tinged things by George Cohen and Irving Berlin and people like that, who were trying to create a uniquely American style that was distinct from the English operetta and a lot of these successful new york shows were had extensive tours and they drew on vaudeville styles as well Uh, i'm gonna start by playing you um a song by george m cohen called you're a grand old flag which was written in 1906 um for george washington jr which sort of was a musical uh, uh, a proto-musical and it's a patriotic american march And um, it's sort of not very syncopated. You can hear how it's from before the ragtime style strongly infiltrated. But one thing you'll notice is the orchestration is very different to what we think of as an orchestra. So if you said an orchestra in America in those days, in the 1910s or 1900s, 1910s, you'd think of a theatre orchestra, which was a small band of about eleven or twelve people, Mm. Um, you'd have a string quintet, so with double bass, just one player on each part, you'd have flute, clarinet, the flute probably doubling on piccolo as well, two cornets, a trombone, piano sometimes, and a drum set, like a trap set, you know, one of those early drum kits which had all the bells and whistles, that's where the phrase comes from, (laughs) attached. And so it's a very unique kind of orchestration. I think it's really effective at transcribing those, these things which are often written at the piano into a, a sort of format for band. So here you go. <laughs>
5: and it sets my heart a-reeling when I'm listening to the music of a military band. Any tune like Yankee Doodle simply sets me off my noodle. It's a patriotic something that no one can understand. Way down south in the land of cotton, melody untiring, ain't that inspiring? Hurrah, hurrah, we'll join the jubilee. That's going some for the Yankees. My God, red, white, and blue, I am for you. Honest, you're a grand old rag. You're a grand old flag. You're a high-flying flag. And forever in peace may
3: you wave. For the emblem...
1: Of- um,
3: the start sounds like old Lang Syne. Yeah, that's <laughs> another yeah. thing I was going to mention. Is, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It's very common to quote... Um, other popular tunes like folk songs in these orchestrations, you'll hear it in okay. all of them. Actually, they love to just chuck in like "Yankee Doodle," "I Wish I Was in Dixie," "Old Lang Syne." Uh, all of that stuff gets gets quoted constant. I don't know why, but it's it's great. It's good for them. <laughs> it's like a sh- chance to show off their counterpoint skills. I think
2: yeah.
1: the rise of um, Tin Pan Alley in the nineteen tens might be marked by uh, this might, the start of it might be marked by the debut of Irving Berlin's Alexander's Ragtime Band which was written and released in 1911 and it sold a million copies of sheet music in the first year and another million in 1912 which for that time is pretty big so it was a an instant hit and it was originally recorded by Arthur Collins again you can hear that um, there's not a massive amount of syncopation
5: Ain't you coming along? Come on in here, come on in here Alexander's Ragtime Band Come on in here, come on in here It's the best band in the land They can play a call like you never heard before So natural that you wanna go to war That's just the bestest band, what am? Honey Lamb, come on along, come on along Let me take you by the hand Up to the man, up to the man, who's the leader of the band And if you care to hear the Swanee River played in ragtime Come on in here, come on in here, Alexander's Ragtime Band
1: Another um, very popular American standard um, I'm going to play you is uh, Alabama Jubilee, which was written by George L. Cobb in 1915. So just a little bit later. Um, And you can hear now the um, formation of this very kind of uh, novelty ragtime song style.
5: The tuning up, the fun begins. Come this way, don't delay. Better hurry, honey, dear, you'll be missing Music, sweet, ragtime treat. Goes right to your head and trickles to your feet. It's a reminder, a memory finder, up right down in old Alabama. You ought to see Deacon Jones when he rattles the bones. Old Parson Brown, fooling round like a clown. Aunt Jemima, who's past 83 Shoutin' I'm full of pep Watch yourself, watch yourself One-legged Joe danced around on his toe Threw away his crutch and hollered, let her go Oh honey, hail, hail, the gang's all here For an Alabama
2: jubilee
3: I'm amazed at how early that is because so much of the structure of that is how musical theater songs are written
1: yeah like yeah i know I what mean, you mean not all
3: obviously but like there's so many things that are still used from that
1: like the instrumental breaks yeah and yeah. The, yeah yeah and like the um, <laughs> definitely like strong <laughs> verse, first chorus format and stuff yeah um the next one is um a 1919 one step um so i'm going to play you the original score which was Recorded in 1920 by, of course, uh, Al Jolson, who's the famous um, American entertainer, one of the most sort of influential entertainers of the early 20th century. And it's uh, the words by Irving Caesar, but the music is by none other than George Gershwin, of course. So Ah. this is one of his most famous and earliest hits, Swanee. (laughs)
5: I've been away from you a long time. I never thought I'd miss you so. Somehow I feel your love was real. Here you I long to be. The birds are singing, it is song time. The banjo's strumming soft and low. I know that you yearn for me too. Sonny, you're calling me. How I love ya, my dear old Swanee I give the world to be Among the folks in D-I-X. I even know my mammy's Waiting for me, praying for me Down by the Swanee The folks up north will see me no more When I go to that Swanee shore Uh, My
1: final one, which is going to be my uh, nomination, it's probably the least well known, actually, of these, but um, it's a song from the same year, um, 1919, which was originally recorded by Irving Kaufman. Um, And the music is by Edgar Leslie and Pete Wendling, who wrote hits such as Take Me to the Land of Jazz and it's called um, Take Your Girlie to the Movies and, <laughs> and um, it's, okay. very, it's very good fun um, and there's some um, sort of there's a lot of cultural references about life in 1919 which I kind of find quite, um, quite entertaining so I'll talk about them afterwards but yep here you go, this is my nomination <laughs>
5: Who always squeals You can say an awful lot in seven reels Take your lessons from the movies And have love scenes of your own Though she's just a simple little ribbon clerk Close your eyes and think you're kissing Billy Burke Take your girly to the movies If you can't make love at home (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think it's so much fun that music and uh, yeah the um, the I was gonna say um, it, this it mentions Billy Burke who's obviously not the uh, guy from Twilight it's, um she was an American um, American actress uh, who if you've ever seen The Wizard of Oz you know the nineteen thirty nine yeah. film the yeah. original Wizard of Oz she plays um, Glinda the Good Witch in that oh. um, but. Um, she was married to Florence Ziegfeld who started up these, um, kind of stage spectaculars known as the Ziegfeld Follies that started in 1907 and they were produced all the way until 1931. And these, um, shows featured many numbers, dance numbers that were choreographed to works by people like Irving Berlin and Gershwin. So that's kind of tying it all together is that, um. Those were some of the shows that kind of launched musical theatre, uh, or or kind of started off the hype for musical theatre. So that's kind of oh, and also you heard um you heard the line about influenza. Yes. Well, <laughs> this is nineteen nineteen, so it's the just after the end of the Spanish flu um, epidemic, oh. which was in nineteen eighteen, was when Spanish flu hit. Like, I guess it, symbol- it symbolises the-, the joy of being able to do stuff like that. Again, <laughs> yeah. go to, go to movies and what have you. PDF. So there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's always really hard to compete with Ben anyway. So I thought, especially as we're night at the theatre, I'd uh, bring some theatre into it.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, gosh, yeah. here we go. You didn't oh think of this, Ben, did you? No, right. but I, d- I not
3: <laughs> Don't be. The candles are being lit.
1: As, as I keep saying to so people, far. don't uh-huh. be dazzled by Dan's tactics. It's not, <laughs> it's not fair.
0: I mean, would you not be dazzled by a a, a cherry and vanilla Yankee candle? Not oh,
1: very good.
3: Oh, yeah. oh, Smell vision
0: would be good right now. So I've gone for something a little different to Ben. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, it's very Dan Hogan. It's very heart on sleeve, very soppy, very you know, okay. emotive. But yeah, here we go. We all know and love Leonard Bernstein, of course, an extraordinary man, one of the most all-encompassing figures of musical history, who was just at home conducting Marlowe with the Vienna Philharmonic as he was presenting educational TV programmes about music to young people or playing piano in jazz clubs at night to write in some of the best musical theatre in history. I mean, it would be very easy for me to spend the next few hours getting quite emotional about how West Side Story is some of the most glorious music of all time, which I really fervently believe. But I wanted you to introduce you guys to something new. So how many people would know, for example, that Bernstein wrote music for Peter Pan? So, yeah, I know. Crazy, isn't it? Um, And, you know. Peter Pan couldn't be more associated with the theatre, you know, films, pantomimes, musicals, plays, you name it, it's been done. But Bernstein's Peter Pan was premiered in 1950 when Bernstein was in his early 30s. And this was seven years before West Side Story was first performed. So I just wanted to give a little idea of just how versatile a musician Bernstein was by playing you a very short extract from a piece that Bernstein premiered as a conductor from around the same time he was writing this musical. It's an epic piece. It's a really epic piece. So that is the Tarangula Symphony by Olivier Messian. Ah, and yeah. I mean, it's an With amazing chord in
1: it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I It's
0: it <laughs> it, it, Well, yeah, I mean, I love that piece, but it's always around 20 movements longer than you last remember it to be in. Like, <laughs> you get around eight movements and it's still like another two to go. But anyway, um, truly awesome piece. But now let's listen to Dream With Me from Peter Pan, which was composed around the same time. And it couldn't be more different, I'm sure you would agree. Wendy sings, dream with me tonight, tonight and every night, wherever you may chance to be, we're together if we dream the same sweet dream. Get sort
1: like, of like early Disney movie vibes. Yeah. From oh, that it as well. really is, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, He's written so much stuff that people don't really know Bernstein, not he? Like, people, there's really not that is. much of his rep that's performed, even though he was mainly a composer before. Like,
0: Well, exactly, and he was such a versatile composer as well. I mean, he wrote three symphonies, he wrote so much musical theater, he wrote um choral music, uh, lots of instrumental, I mean, so versatile. Um, but yeah, um, I just think that's so full of sparkle and really captures like the childlike idealism of Wendy's character, completely smitten for the adventure, companionship and magic that Peter represents. It was eventually decided that this song should close the musical, so certainly it speaks of nostalgia too, blissfully looking back on the magical adventures they had, and even though they never kissed, the mutual closeness they shared and can cherish as life goes on. So... I couldn't finish my little spiel without a bit of delicious trivia. Oh. So <laughs> Bernstein's life was indeed so full of drama that it's indeed currently being made into a Hollywood film, which has been produced by no less than Martin Martin Scorsese and Sti- uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. And it's starring Bradley Cooper as the man himself. And in fact, there was a time where Bernstein himself was dubbed to be a dashing young film star. In 1945, he was partaken in talks to play Tchaikovsky in a biopic of his life, but sadly that never took off. Bernstein and his wife were also close personal friends of JFK, often being invited for dinner at the White House. So Bernstein was so shocked by his, assass- Bernstein was so shocked by his assassination that he wrote and dedicated to Kennedy his third symphony in the aftermath. This might be my favourite bit of trivia trivia though, because not all presidents took so kindly to Bernstein, especially right-leaning ones, as Bernstein was rather politically active, being very engaged in civil rights and the anti-Vietnam War movement, amongst other causes. So much so, that the government were concerned and Bernstein was actually blacklisted by the FBI as a threat to national security. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. They, they believed him to be a communist and spied on him for 30 years. No word of a joke. They were like following Bernstein's every move for 30 years. So there we go. Amazing composer, conductor and wow. national threat to the USA. Wow. <laughs>
3: this is going to be hard. I mean, I feel like Ben cheated slightly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: by (laughs) playing loads five
3: tracks. Yeah, I was just giving
1: you a historical (laughs) contextual build-up.
3: Well, yeah, both things I didn't know. So thank you. Peter Pan is, you know, that's that's what a cellist waits for in the pit. They wait for the schmaltz. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you want. Um, but then Ben's was very much classical, empty. Joyful, upbeat, happy. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> I
2: yeah, you you can you get it to take a half point. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, I'll I, go for that option. Fair play, fair play. Okay. You each get a half point. I mean, I had a history lesson and I had some smolts, so...
0: <laughs> I love that. That basically sums both of us up, Ben. Because like you bring the history <laughs> and the intelligence, and I, I just yeah. bring the charm and the schmaltz, and like. <laughs> You're all right,
1: don't bring yourself no tears. <laughs> you? No, I'm
0: joking. I'm joking. Right. We all went to York, and Legend. we were just mm. wondering what your favourite concert that you partook in at York was. Ooh,
3: probably Malo Nine, just because it was such a feat. <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. I can't remember how long it was, but it was a long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a kind of a 75 minute symphony that yeah. yeah
3: exactly but it properly allows you to like get into the piece mm. and at the end it's just like serene calm like i don't think i well it doesn't sound calm when you say you didn't breathe at the end but it's just like a real single cello line so quiet <laughs> yeah i remember just forgetting to breathe
1: <laughs> <laughs> slightly uh, slightly different one but what's your favorite pancake filling. like <laughs> On pancake day, <laughs> what what do you go for?
3: So are we talking like crepes?
1: Yeah, like crepes thin ones, yeah. I
3: think lemon and sugar. You can't go wrong. Oh yeah. Wrong. Gotta you go classic. Go yep. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Sharp and yeah. sweet.
0: What good. is your favourite scent? Ooh. Yeah, it's a good question there, isn't it?
3: Very good. Thank um, you. If I want something calm, lavender. I'm mm. a big fan mm. of lavender. Yeah. But then I'm also a big kind of spicy um, cinnamony kind of winter yeah. Yeah, smell I fan. That. Yeah, definitely. Wood Are there any
1: random smells when you're out and about that you like?
3: Yeah. Oh, I love, like, in the winter, wood smoke. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's nice, yeah. If you have, like, a little fire pit with logs in and stuff. Yeah, something. I love that smell. yeah. yeah. Yes. Is there any particular musical theatre composer that really grinds your gears? So one that really you actually don't like, yeah. Oh. You could do it. You could do a more general one. Like any just composers that, that annoy you. Ion Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> that That's why our forfeit is playing Iron Aldi for the Oh yeah, the loser. Yeah, yeah. lose Whoever yeah. loses has to do a practice diary of iron Audi. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> and what is your least favourite flavour of crisp?
3: Ooh, least favourite.
0: Least favourite.
3: I really don't like meat like meaty crisps. Okay. Oh, I am a yeah. vegetarian, but, like, even though... I'm man, a veggie! Yay! Yay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> High five. <laughs> I just
0: like meat and fellow vegetarian football. Yeah. That,
1: basically, everyone we've had on is a vegetarian. Really? So I know, I'm <laughs> loving it, it's not very It's not very uncommon these days. <laughs> Classic
3: musicians, <Well>.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, for you were
0: saying.
3: No, that's alright. Um, most of them are actually vegetarian, though, like, meaty crisps. It's not real meat. Yeah, but yeah I just, it's just flavouring, isn't it? I just don't get, like, chicken crisps.
1: Or oh, roast chicken, yeah, or, just, or like oh, steak. No. I guess I yeah, like, don't the barbecue like I don't a barbecue beef one
0: what barbecue uh, steak, yeah. yeah like yeah, I don't,
1: don't I don't it. like those either. Even like What's them. one reason you would tell someone to visit York?
3: The Viking Center. The York Viking, Viking Center. Yeah, That's the Viking really Center is great.
1: They just reopened it after a lot of renovation as well. They were doing yeah. it for like a few years. So.
3: It's like a whole experience. Like you go around on this little cart. Through mm. like a pretend Viking village is great.
1: The smells and everything. Like,
0: oh
3: yeah, they're a little bit too real the smells. Too
2: strong, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, um Luffy, could you describe yourself in one word, please?
3: Oh, that's difficult. Mm. Um People always say that I'm quite calm, but actually I'm really not. I think that's maybe just a um a front.
2: <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> I'm definitely not a calm person.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't know. Curious?
0: Curious is nice. That's good. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's a good word. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, I like that. And my last question is: uh, this is quite a hard one as well, actually. But pick one musician—can be someone who's like dead or alive or whatever—composer, conductor, player, anything—who you think everyone should be raving about, but they aren't.
3: The Danish String Quartet.
1: Oh cool.
0: That's a they great answer. So
3: much like cool, folky stuff, but then also they play a lot of classical stuff, but the way they play it is kind of folk inspired, it's so good. That's Would cool. recommend.
0: That's a brilliant answer. Yeah. Yeah, I I was not expecting that. Yeah, string quartet. Brilliant.
3: Yeah, they're great. Well, cool.
0: Well, thank you ever so much, Lucy, for coming yeah, on. It's been so, so much fun talking to you.
3: A pleasure. <laughs>
1: Some have some tunes to go home and listen to again. Or...
0: Yeah. I mean, all of us are currently home anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's exactly. <laughs> Optimistic <laughs> <Yeah. All> <laughs> thinking, Ben.
3: But tonight we went to the theatre.
0: We, we did in, in, in spirit. In Ben's case, we went
1: around ten different times as well.
3: We did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And man. I
0: enjoyed
1: each one, of course. Yes, good, good. Yeah. So as always, guys, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Nobel Peace Prize. And come back next week for the last episode of series one, when we'll be joined by Ella Rainbird early to talk about music of the night.
0: I've got Amazon Prime though, so I just click oh, I a mean, button to be with with you, like probably in around five seconds. Kill the
3: rainforest but, and win the game.
1: <laughs> to
0: be fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I didn't think about that. I, I promise I'm like really environmentally friendly. I am Sorry, a vegetarian. Oh, that's what yeah. they always say, everything. isn't it? I compost everything, all right? I compost every tea bag that I used.
3: That was impressive. Good. thank you want you. a
0: pat on the back? That would be quite good, actually. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I would if I
3: could. Be safe, ben.
1: <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, where did she get it from then?
3: She was on a Hindu do.
1: Oh. Oh, she,
3: she had a load of plastic wedding rings.
1: <laughs> so she was just proposing to everyone as yeah. she went well, wrong. Well, not
3: everyone, but... Oh, sorry.
1: I
2: quite honest. Special
0: people. We are very, very happy to be joined here today with... by... who... (laughs) This is is why... This is why it's better if you do it. All right, fine. Go on, have a go. (laughs) I just
1: introduced
0: myself. You know what? That'd
1: probably be better. To Be fair. Why haven't we done
0: that before? (laughs) Um. All right then. But yeah, that was was good. Getting covered in sweat from some very... Muscular Spanish men. Doesn't happen every day, <laughs> funnily enough, Lucy. No, I'm <laughs> sure it doesn't. <laughs> no. Maybe it does for you, Ben. I'm not sure, but not not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the introduction.
3: Anytime, anytime.
0: <laughs> Superb, EO. I don't know why. EO. Oh, gosh, EO. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Lu- I'm so sorry, Lucy. I've had. It's not even about Strauss, it's not why I ordered.
3: Oh, there you go. About, or can you not tell?
0: I haven't worked it out yet.
3: Oh, but... <laughs> well. But and there you go. German erotica.
0: It could be, it could be. <laughs> In which case, the person that ordered the German erotica probably got sent my book about Strauss, oh, and they're, well. they're wondering who are these pictures of these, this old moustached, bearded German man, yeah, <laughs> not the why I ordered.
1: Have turned.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: A boiler in Manchester. it's really Manchester.
2: It's very
0: dodgy. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you you, I have a hand cream thing, and normally it's on lock, right? So like you can twist so you it. Can't and you can't press it down. It. Yeah, but I I thought sometimes you know you like to fidget right so to like relieve stress or something not that i'm stressed just digging a hole now (laughs) but like i did that expecting nothing to come out and a whole load of it just came out and i've had to deal with that and it was really traumatic and i'm sorry for interrupting you ben But you know what my answer would be go on ben's aftershave it's really good (laughs) the aftershave you wear is seriously really good
1: I, i have more than one though
3: should I put you two in a breakout room together? <laughs> Probably.
1: <laughs> a <bit> <laughs> well, I'm glad to know it's working, whatever it is. <laughs> it'll do stuff where it'll just go like. And then it'll just go. And then, like, the choir will come screaming in on some horrible note.
0: <laughs> because my birthday's, like, in March, so it's going to be a lockdown birthday.
3: We have the um... same birthday. I remember this.
0: We because do? It's... Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. 10th we... of March? Yes
1: that's crazy (laughs) that is crazy yeah
0: well you know great minds think no are born on the same day i just had to slightly adjust
3: yeah
0: slightly slightly great
3: minds are born alike (laughs) yeah
2: to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational,
5: celebrational, motivational...